Hello and welcome. We are here live today with Matt Brown of KW Integrity out of Hudson. Thanks for coming today, Matt. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. I'm a little starstruck today. Steve and <laughs> yeah. It's like important, Stop it. Important uh, KW figure in the <laughs> Bell Bank uh, penthouse today. You know, Matt, Matt's kind of a big deal in the Keller Williams. He is world. a big deal. And if he were a pickle, he'd be a big dill. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay, so I don't know. I have my wingman, Mr. Steek Sandow, and our business development manager, Jessica Von Baron, with us here today. Happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, so Matt was brave enough to come in today. Matt's kind of like a movie star, is it? I kind of see a little Samuel Jackson in him. Like, Samuel Jackson. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I get it. I get it. Yeah, very sharp have you ever looking. Have told that before? I have been told Jason Statham is one that I've been oh. told. Yeah. I thought but, he was going to ask. Was pre, it was pre-beard, though. So, pre, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. yeah, I thought he was either an action hero or he was going to ask, what's in your wallet? What's in your wallet? When we come back in a couple months with video, we'll have to Yes, you got to be our first video. I'd be happy to do it. be happy to do it. The Stillwater Samuel Jackson. I wouldn't agree to that till you're done, though. Yeah, no, actually, I got to tell you, we can't have anyone better looking than us, so. which means we'll be interviewing our dogs pretty soon. Our dogs, yeah. Anyway. So Matt is a seasoned real estate agent. He's been in the, mar- in the industry for seven years. Uh, uh, well, actually, actually 17 years. Yep. It's, it's been a total of 22. 20. Oh, 22. But I sold. I was, a, I, was, I was a producing agent for about 17. Yep. Okay. Yep. Got it. So he's been in a I'm confused. <laughs> no, uh, so it, you got in the business in 2002. Correct. Yep. Okay. December yeah. of 02. Now, right. when was 2001? <laughs> that was right before 2000. Just before. Okay. I got it. I'm on track. Brad, you were saying. But Matt is now in charge of the Keller Williams Hudson office as a market leader. T- team leader team is leader. the official role. And for those that don't know what that is, it's... It's kind of like an office manager, right? So it's it's um, the individual that runs the office and makes sure everything's moving smoothly. So you support all the agents, make sure that they've got what they need, Correct. get them all kind of pointed in a in the right direction and, and uh, make sure everything's running smoothly. And that's exactly correct. And in addition to that, I consult the top agents in the office, right, okay. on how to run their business or if yeah. they want to expand or you know, really looking at what they want to do, what kind of life do they want to build, and then I can help consult and hold them accountable to those goals that they have set. Yeah, you when we were talking pre-production, uh, <laughs> uh, we were you mentioned that you sometimes you'll work with a real estate agent who's doing maybe consistently four million dollars a year, and they want to get up to eight or ten. And a lot of people don't really know what it takes because what it takes to get to four million is very different than what it takes to get from four to eight. That's correct. So you can kind of lay out the steps for them and and kind of shepherd them down the road. That's right. I mean, that when you want to grow volume like that or double your business or triple it, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to have to look at leverage. And leverage is going to be tools, systems, and people, right? So I can help. That's what will help agents to figure out. What's are if you if you're looking to grow to that degree, do you already have the tools in place and the systems? Those are the least expensive things to add, so that's what you start with. Mm-hmm. And then you have to look at people, right? Mm-hmm. Who's gonna help be my empire builder? And if you look at the Keller Williams model, when you're looking to grow a team like that, 
I think a lot of agents fall into a trap of, okay, I, I'm, I'm a producing agent, I'm doing well, I should bring on a buyer agent now, right? Mm. That actually could, there's a lot of pitfalls involved with doing it that way. Oh. Our model is when you get to that point, you first hire an assistant and then you hire a second admin. Then you move into the agent, right? Because you need to get your value and your infrastructure set to some degree if you want to attract agents to your team, right? So in order to scale, you don't necessarily add producers, you add support. Correct. And First then, support. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's kind of build that foundation. And and you, as the team lead, mm-hmm. help facilitate that. Because that's not, it sounds easy. But yes, <laughs> you know, like many things in life. Yeah, yeah. It's simple. That's the, the motto in the industry is it's simple, but it's not easy. Like you can look at it on a paper and say, yeah, I get this. Yeah. Now, how do we implement that? Implementation is always the, that's the crux, right? It's right. like putting together a shelf from Ikea. It's that's simple, exactly but right. it's not easy. Not easy. Not easy. Okay. That's kind of like before Steve and I came to Bell, you know, versus other places. We had a, Bell had a ton of support. And that makes a huge difference it makes a huge difference yep. yeah um, yep. it allows you to scale like we were talking about yeah and matt's by no means new at this role you were at the roseville market center before with keller williams, keller williams for six years is that right i was there total for so i joined that office in 2012 so it was just about 11 years 12 yeah 11 years almost 11 years i was there yeah correct and in that cur- the current role that you're in now looking back how do you change how you go about your role now versus when you started? Okay. Yep. And then what's the biggest thing for agents that are listening that you, you know, the people that actually took the advice and ran with it, what works and why and what doesn't and why? Yeah. I know it's a well question, but... No, it is. And, and <laughs> to answer that question, I would say it's going to depend on the agent, right? So... Right. What always works is take action and be consistent. Right. That always works in almost anything you choose to, to do. But when I'm sitting down with an agent, like let's say I'm going to sit down with a newer agent, I'm going to say, well, here's here's 15 things you could do to generate business, right? Mm-hmm. Which one of these makes you sick to your stomach and which one of these do you think, yeah, I could probably do that? Right. You have to have at least three, right? If you think of a stool or a table, yeah. a three-legged stool is pretty solid. A four-legged stool is solid. But a two or one, it's going to fall apart, right? That's a great, so great analogy. Mm-hmm. So you need to have, well, you should choose to have at least three sources to generate business from. Nice. We call it lead generation. That term gets bandered around constantly at the office, and it. So it's lead generation is just you know any business that sells a service or product needs leads. Right. So it's just about generating those leads. Right, 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 right. And over the course of the last decade. I mean, that mm-hmm. mantra probably hasn't changed, right? It's just it's just action. It, it hasn't changed since the history of recorded real estate. It's yeah. always, if you do almost anything that interacts with people and you take action and do it consistently, you're going to have business, right? Yeah. I mean, for newer people that are listening, if you, if you boil this down to what we have to do at the core as an agent, it's simply talk to as many people as we can on a daily basis right. about real estate, right? That's really yeah. what it comes down to. And it's it's interesting, you know. We do the same thing on our on our end as, right. as mortgage lenders, and it's been interesting. I mean, we started when I started. I didn't have a computer. We just said, <laughs> right. "Here's a desk and a telephone," and it was a nice phone. It had a, <laughs> lots of buttons on it. But they said, "Okay, go get business." And so we didn't have a computer. We didn't have software. We didn't have uh, internet. All that stuff. Right. It was the telephone. And now here we are, thirty years later. 
And guess what's the best tool still? It's still it's, the phone. It's still the telephone or just yep. interpersonal re- relations like this. But I think, and you could answer this question, but have, do you see people get in the business and think, oh, geez, all, all I need to do is find the perfect software or oh, yeah. website or something, and yep. it'll just uh, open the floodgates? All the time. Yeah. That's the most common thing is people avoid... If there's something inside you that's giving you fear around taking action on something, mm-hmm. that's like the universe telling you that's exactly what you need to do. <laughs> and if you start doing that consistently, you're going to get stronger at it, and you're going to find success if you do it consistently over time. Someone told me one time, Steve, <laughs> you need to do something every day that scares you. And yeah, that's, that's a great point. And so I, every morning, I start that I call my mother-in-law. <laughs> And then everything after that's easy. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, Nancy. She's a big fan. She's a big fan of her show. Uh, that's good. So how about the ages that are successful versus ones that aren't where they want to be yet? Yep. I imagine that's the difference, right? The ones that are... It's very black and white. I work with agents that are, that are seasoned, that I help consult them in their businesses. And I also have conversations with individuals looking to get into the business right Right. and get licensed and i've said this a thousand times it's very black and white i've coached well over a hundred agents in my career by this point and um the agents that set the goal create the plan which we help them do and then take action on it are successful and the ones that set the goal create the plan and then they 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 let something stop them fear limiting belief whatever they are out of the business in two years, right? right. Yeah. There's a huge attrition in this business. 80% yeah. of individuals that get licensed are out by their second year, and 90% are out by their fifth. Wow. So it's, it's a lot. And it's, it's similar to the mortgage business. You know? Yeah. And, and we're seeing a lot of attrition right now with the last... Uh, the market is now in the last yep. 12 months. So yep. there's been uh, a drop of 50% in mortgage lender That's huge. In yeah. Yeah, that's a big number, you know? And I think there's it's probably similar in real estate or yes. people kind of going dormant. So right now, I would think would be the time where you need someone like yourself to be sort of an accountability partner. You need accountability, and, 100%. And, yeah, and someone to help you just kind of stay on the path. That's exactly right. Without external accountability, it's unlikely you're going to hit the goal, right? Yep. That, that's just been my experience. For sure. And you're still selling real estate yourself? No, I haven't. Um, I, I really, I was a producing selling agent for that until I took the position as productivity coach in Roseville, which was at the, it was like November of 2018. So part of the agreement was that I stopped selling so I can focus all my attention on the agents, oh, right? Yeah. Which I found that's where, uh, yeah. that's what I loved to do, right? right, right? right. Yeah, it's, I suppose it'd be hard to, to cool. prioritize. Yeah, yeah, because you're being pulled in two directions, yeah, right? Yeah. And there are people in our ecosystem that do still sell and take and do those roles. However, what we wanted to do at the time in Roseville was that was going to be a primary focus of our market center was building out that productivity coaching program. Mm-hmm. And I grew that from there were maybe five agents when I started, and when I I got up to. Uh, about 48 agents that were in my program that I was consulting, I was coaching on a weekly basis. And um, that's the max. I couldn't scale it any farther because I was the bottleneck. So then I hired another coach to take over some of those and I moved into more, 
what I call growth coaching. Those that want to get from like a four or five to ten yeah. or fifteen. And what was your your initial draw to Keller Williams versus another brokerage? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, and that's interesting because I was at six six other brokers before I joined Keller Williams. So for the first yeah. about ten years of my career, I was bouncing around every year and a half to two years. And I just didn't see, a, to be honest, I didn't see a big value in a brokerage. I thought of the brokerage as a necessary evil, mm. that I have to have a license at a brokerage to get access to MLS and mm. and so on and so forth. So I was looking for the cheapest, and I just didn't know what value a brokerage could provide, right? Mm. So I started talking to someone at Keller, I think that was in 2011, and within just a few minutes, I knew it was different because of the way that individual was describing so she sat down with me and said, well, what do you want to earn this year? And I told her what I wanted to earn. She started doing some calculations and asked me a few more questions. She said, well, basically, if you want to earn that, you're going to need this many closings and this many appointments and this many leads, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to talk about this many people each day. Reverse and, engineering. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And my mind, what we call that the economic model is what I learned after I joined. But it blew my mind because no one in the yeah. previous six brokers ever talked like that. Right. It was just a different... It was a different place. Sure. And then I, you know, I started talking to some of the agents in that office and I started to understand the culture better. And then I knew it was the right, for me, it was just the right place. So for the first 10 years, I was at six. For the last 11, I've been at one. Mm. Right. And there's a reason. Yeah. That was the reason for me. Sure. You had to kiss a few frogs. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. right? That's so right. give us the dirt. I mean, this is, let turn turn off the microphone. We want to hear about the other six brokerages. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's too much of a professional. Though. Yeah. Off me. camera, you were... Uh, just laying into him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell that one story, man. Oh, uh, right. Never you were saying what uh, how there's so much value in a good lender. Yeah. Uh, in, for me? for multiple reasons. Yeah. Primarily, as a listing agent, especially in the market we come out of, where we're getting 15 offers on every property, I'm going to be looking through those quickly, and some of the criteria I'm going to use to filter is who's the lender, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's like a, well, I won't say any names, but if it's just like a national online lender or someone I've never heard of, mm-hmm. that's going to give me pause, right? And I'm going to convey that to my client, right? Mm-hmm. But if it was a Bell approval letter, <laughs> exactly right, exactly right. <laughs> From Steve, um, shameless plug. <laughs> my experience with Bell going back, you know, twenty some years has always been exemplary. And I'm not being paid to say that. I said that to these guys right when I walked in. You know, you as an agent, you want a, a loan officer that's going to be responsive, that's going to help guide your client, that you can count on time frames are going to be hit correctly, appraisal is going to be ordered when it should, all those things. Communication. Communication and responsiveness are probably the biggest things. And those are things that are completely within our control. You know, NAR does a study every year on age on, on home buyers and sellers and the number one complaint always for decades now has been my agent was fine or I just didn't get communication. Does, mm-hmm. The number one complaint is always a lack of communication. Right. And that's within our power. Yeah. You know, we're the one that has a phone in our pocket. We can easily make a call or a text or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've, we've adopted that too. We have a team. There's nine of us. So mm-hmm. that if we're doing a podcast, our phone will ring to the team. And yep. We can't be the bottleneck. 
Correct. That's exactly, exactly right. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that's right. I thought I, I saw a similar study, but I thought the biggest complaint was bad breath. <laughs> <laughs> that, maybe, that, maybe that was little loan officers. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. There's some mints right there for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So thank you, Jess. No wonder you put that in front of me. Um, uh, Matt, how about the market? Just because, I mean, you see more agents than anyone out there, and you hear when they come in every day, or they're calling you, they're kind of telling you yeah. the pains or the, the good, the bad, the ugly, what's going on. But Everyone's a bit concerned. If you've been in this for a while and experienced the last shift in the market, this isn't anything new. This right. happens every seven to 10 years. Yeah. This is a unique shift though, because of the lack of inventory. Mm-hmm. Typically with a shift, you can start to see when a shift is coming because it starts with pending sales, written contracts. Once those start to slow, yeah. that's the lead indicator, right? Next, it's gonna move to days on market. Those start to increase. Then you start to see price reduction or price reduction. So when you start to see that, you know something's going on if it's not just the typical seasonality. Is, I think we've seen all three of those now. Correct. The only thing we haven't seen, which always follows, is prices literally coming down on, right. a, on a larger scale for a more sustained period. That just hasn't happened. Yeah. And even though demand has cooled a little bit because rates have gone to where they are and rates have kind of priced some people out of the market, mm-hmm. we're still seeing the demand to the level that the sellers still have the power. Right. So right, yeah. typically in a shift, a shift means a cooling market and it and a cooled market means a buyer market where mm-hmm. buyers have the power. Right. Mm-hmm. In some situations they do. I mean, sellers are making some concessions and multiple offers have slowed, but there's still, you know, in 2007 and eight across the 13 county metro, there were 37,000 homes for sale. Right now, today, that same area, there's about 8,500. Mm-hmm. So wow. it's a massive change mm-hmm. in inventory, right. right? Wow. And I don't think historically inventory's ever been this low for this long of a period of time. Yeah. You know, Albert Einstein said, and this is true, I'm not making a joke, he said, uh, he explained, that he was asked to explain the theory of relativity, and he said, well, it's easy. 30 seconds sitting on a hot stove seems like forever, <laughs> but 30 seconds talking to a beautiful woman goes by like that. Right. And so interest rates right now, as we sit here, the rates are at 7.7% national average. Yep. Which compared to two years ago was, you know, it was in the high twos. Correct. However, compared, you know, Matt and I are the same vintage. When I bought my first house, my rate was eight and a half and I I had to pay a couple points to get it. Yep. So it's all relative when it comes to interest rates. So you're right. I think people are getting scared off because of rates, but that's only because they were so low so recently. That's right. The market is correcting, but let's look at the law, you know. That's important. You can't just look at year over year or a very short period of time. Like you, I bought my first house in 97. My rate was 775, right? And rates were even You must have better credit than me. The rates were, (laughs) I had a a good job, I had good credit, and the rates were, there were rates pushing nine at that time. Yeah. And so I was ecstatic about 7.75, right? And I think what the general population doesn't realize is that historically, it's, if you take out like the early 80s where it jumped up to 18, Mm -hmm. I think you're still historically average around seven. Right. Seven point seven five is the average for the last. There you go. Years. There you go. The, the difference, the pushback. I hate to be saying this, but is that <laughs> things are more expensive now. Right? So that's correct, and that's is, what's causing some of the problems. Which is actually a good thing, meaning it just won't last. It can't last. It can't sustain. It can't. Yeah. It yeah. can't. I mean, it yep. just. 
It's and going to, it's coming back. It just might take a year or so. But. Yeah, and we'll temper that by saying, you know, if you follow the Fed, all the, the Fed governors are saying we're at the, the terminal rate now or we're else very close to it if right. we're not going to hit it in November. So we're going to have a, a steady decline down to, you know, we're at five and a quarter, five and a half now on the Fed funds rate. We should be down about two and a half within the next three, three years. Right. Which puts mortgage rates back in the 4% range, 5% range. So lights at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But still, it's not it's not so bad right now. So um, No, it's not. And, and I mean, look, if you buy, this is, and this is a good topic because one of the things I'm hearing from agents, and I, I knew that they would be hearing this, is we're going to wait, right? So... Buyers, we're going to wait till prices come down, or we're going to wait till rates come down. Might be the same with sellers. We don't want to move. We're at two point seven five. We want to wait till they come down. Well, it's critical for you to consult your client and find out what are they going to wait for. They're being too vague and broad, right? They don't know. So if I said, okay, you want to wait, I get that. Do you want to wait till prices come down twenty percent from where they currently are? or 5%, do you want to wait till rates come down to six and a half, or are you waiting till it's back to three again? Because we have to consult our people. If they're waiting till a 3% rate comes, that's going to be, they're going to, you know, if they're 25 now, yeah, they're going to be. We'll need another pandemic. That's correct. So It's not going to happen in our lifetime, no. right? It's, or it's very unlikely. We don't know, but it's unlikely. So consult being, that's what an agent should be doing is consulting. We're consultants to our clients. And a consultant isn't someone that just opens the door or just says, yes, whatever you want. Yeah. You know, I always told my clients right when I, right when I met them to sit down for a buyer consultation or a listing appointment is that I'm always going to tell you the truth. And I'm saying this to you now because I'm going to have to say things to you. You're not going to like, and they're not going to want to hear. Right. But I have to do that anyway because I'm a consultant, right? Yeah. You just, that was uh, almost verbatim. That was my wedding vow. That I'm going to say things you don't want to hear. I do. Yes, okay. <laughs> I do. Well, gosh, time flies and you're having fun. Um, yes. Thanks for coming today, Matt. Absolutely. This has been yeah, very yeah. pleasurable. I've this was not time. like sitting on a hot stove. <laughs> right. This is only episode one. And we can, you know, just talking to you for 20 minutes here, I can see why you're an excellent team leader and we're a great agent. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah, Keller's lucky to have you and all those agents over there. Appreciate that. Yeah, we can come back for another one in the future. I'd love to. Yep. Yeah, we look forward to getting to know you more. Thanks for coming. Yeah, if there's some agents listening that maybe want yeah. to get a hold of you or yep. whoever else, customers that need an agent that you could refer them to, how would they get a hold of you? Best way is to text or call. My number is 651-343-3304. My email is simply mattbrown at kw.com. Awesome. Good stuff. Great stuff. Thanks Ponies for, or bears? Thanks. Which one is it? Ponies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ponies, baby. Ponies. Yep. Oh. <laughs> okay, big high school football. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Deep dive here on the podcast. Thank you, Jess, for I just had to ask. I had to ask. That's okay. Go Bears. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.